Welcome to the Comic Cast Podcast. This is another episode of Apocalypse Now, your Facebook live stream episodes of the Comic Chaos Podcast. <laughs> get the formalities out of the way since we are trying to get some people in the chat, trying to get some people in the stream, get this thing going. Uh, as always, this episode of the Comic Cast broadca- Podcast is brought to you by Fightback CBD. That's right, I got some Fightback CBD stuff right here. Uh, we have their original CBD oil, 600 milligrams, my friends. Uh, we have the night version right over there that's got a little bit of hint of melatonin and lavender for your ass so it can put you to sleep. And we also got, um, that's not their hand sanitizer, but we put a fight back sticker on it. We got some stickers. Uh, and then they also just launched a brand new extra strength formula that's 1200 milligrams, not 600 milligrams. You guys can head on over to uh, fightbackcbd.com, save 20% on Promo your order. Rogan. By using the promo code chaos, not Rogan. You could probably use Rogan. It might work. I don't know. But right now, yes. if you go there and use my promo code, because I'm sponsored by Fightback CBD, that promo code is chaos, C-H-A-O-S, for all the shenanigans in the world, you can save 20% on your whole order. They don't just have CBD products or uh, CBD oil either. They also have CBD vapes for all you vapors out there. Vape Nation. They also have t-shirts, Fightback CBD t-shirts, which are pretty cool, and ranked rash guards for all you jiu-jitsu practitioners out there or even all you gym heads. If you just like, you know, being comfy in the gym, wearing a rash guard, and you want to represent, you know, a Brazilian, a a Brazilian jiu-jitsu color. You want to be a color? Then uh, do it. by all means, get yourself a ranked rash guard over at FightbackCBD.com. Not sponsored. I'm drinking Tejano Dream, so it's fucking great. Yum. <laughs> Yum. Get uh, in my body. Again. Thank you. Getting this shared out to some people. Um, getting people involved. Getting people in here. Then we're going to, uh, I guess, kick we're on. We're going to talk about stuff. Yeah. The actual. Uh, uh, the actual show, right? What are we going to talk about today, babe? It's going to be a couple different things. Uh, I wanted to go over the. Uh, the ban being not the the ban being lifted, but we're reopening the economy, so I wanted to discuss that. Terrifying, because I feel like that's important. Uh, we just fe- finished up uh, Breaking Bad, which I know that we're seventeen <laughs> years seven, behind. Seven but years behind the okay. finale, but we finally did it. We, we finished did. it today. We did, and just recently, you know, I feel like there's. Um, I feel like that it was a great show. I'm not mad at it. You know, I feel like we've been burnt by some shows as of late. Um, How did you all feel about Breaking Bad? Breaking Bad is something we're going to be discussing here. So get your Breaking Bad questions, opinions, thoughts ready. So is Walt dead? We haven't good watched question. the movies. We don't know. That was a very good question. Um, El Camino looked good. He seemed pretty upset as he was laying there on the ground and they were painting away with the happy music. Wow. Breaking Bad. He didn't if blink. Quarantine. Which, I mean, I'm sure led a lot of people to think that he was dead. Yeah. And for the record, we only... Hi, Andrea. Nice to see you. Um, let's see. We had never, ever, 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 ever watched Breaking Bad before, ever, in the fucking, like, 13 years it has been out on, uh, you know, the streams. So, thank you. Andrea's saying congratulations. Oh, yes. Thank you, guys. This is the we first official... 
episode of me and Becca as an engaged couple. We got engaged on her birthday. Check that out. Bling, bling. It's there. It'll sparkle. Yep. Yep. It does do that sometimes. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Yeah. We got engaged. We did. Uh, that was fun. It was, it was okay. your birthday. We hung out with, on your birthday with Alex. We can fill people in while I'm doing some shares here. We didn't hang out with anybody. We we uh, safely quarantined, hung out with a couple of our friends, Alex and Jamie. You all know them. Uh, there was... What else? We ordered some food. We drank a lot of champagne. We live-streamed. They know this. Yeah, they you guys live-streamed an episode of... Uh, no, I did my video one. Oh yeah, Becca has a little bit of a live together. stream. Yeah, Becca has a little bit of a live stream on her page for the first time. I know. Popping her live stream cherry and over I'm there. I'm actually kind of proud of it. I thought it would be really embarrassing and really difficult and during the time of uh, filming said live stream solo uh, thing on my phone, I felt awkward but I rewatched the whole thing and I was like, wow, I'm a natural. On your new iPhone 11 Pro. On my new iPhone 11 Pro. I got spoiled on my birthday. I got a new iPhone 11 Pro, and I got a fiancé, so. Boom. You're welcome. Not you. It the happened. audience. The audience. They have to be. <laughs> You're welcome. They have to be learned. They have to understand how to do shit. Uh, hey, I don't have all the answers, guys, but you know what? I have some of them. Uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to. Uh, what are you doing in. over there? I'm trying to share this to some pages. Get oh. some people up in this. We're going to get some people up in this. Get people up in this. Well, yeah, did you tell people at your work that we got yeah, the biggie? I did. I did. I did. Um, they they knew you? going in. I uh, so. Oh, you didn't hear like the whole no, top I secret really plans. Heard anything about any plans? Okay, so, all I know is how it happened. Okay, uh, we can definitely. Uh, you guys want to hear about Brian's plans? So how it went down? How I top secreted this uh, this ring from Israel? All the way into the United States during COVID-19 for uh, an engagement ring, right? So uh, the company that I got the ring from, Becca knows about them. Good morning, Jeff. Uh, Becca knows about the ring. She actually was like, hey, I really like this ring and showed it to me. And uh, so we went down that rabbit hole and, 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 and selected it. And she didn't know when or what I was doing, or but kind of had an idea. So I went ahead and got it. And it was coming from Israel, so I had to figure that out. My card got declined twice because it was trying to do an over, a large overseas purchase, and they were like, mm -hmm. uh, no. And I was like, yeah. And they like dinged me the first time and asked me if it was my purchase, and I hit yes. And then they came back and said it got declined. And I was like, okay, well, for what? And then the lady that was like helping me out through all the months that I was figuring this out, <laughs> she was like, hey, yeah, sometimes that happens. Just we'll try to push it through again for a dollar. If they accept it, then, then it should go through. So they pushed it through, got charged for a dollar, tried it again, denied again. So then I had to actually like call the bank and be like, hey, listen, I'm having X amount charged coming through on my account. It is from Tel Aviv. It's, yeah, like, it's I don't know what ISIS. else. I don't know. Yeah, it's definitely not ISIS. Uh, Matt wants feet already, so we'll get some feet going for sure. Uh, yeah, it's uh, for the podcast, people that are just tuning in. We are sh currently showing feet on the live stream and sharing a story of how I got this engagement ring. So, uh, <clears throat> Tel Aviv sent me this uh, this package, and uh, we get it, get it uh, paid figured out, done, processed, made, rings done, hey, how do you want it? And I'm like, oh shit, well we're in quarantine. And they're in quarantine, so they were closed three days a week. Mm -hmm. They were closed their weekend and then only open like six hours a day, which are obviously like our morning hours, so it's just all fucked up. Oh. Right? So me communicating <laughs> with this lady was like a, a one day or like half a day delay every time we communicated. Mm -hmm. And so um, 
The things you do for love, you know? Yeah. And then, so I'm like, fuck, what am I going to do? So I was like, all right, I'll send it to my mom. And so I was texting, or I had like wrote in my journal something about a ring to my mom, and Becca was like, what's this? And I was like, oh, it's a doorbell ring that I'm trying to get my and mom for fair, her apartment. And to be fair, it's not that I'm reading his journal. Brian, it was laying out. It lays out. It's a not Virgo. a journal. It's a list, or he it's like a unnecessary to-do to list every that single day. And so he just happened to write multiple times on this to-do list, which he leaves everywhere. Multiple times, yeah. Multiple times he would write, ring, uh, ring complete. I don't know, other shit like that, or coordinate ring with mom, or some bullshit, and I was like, okay. It's the camera, sure. guys. He's He tries to tell me that his mom's trying to get a ring camera. Legit. It was a legit cover-up. She believed me. It was a good, uh, it was a fast cover-up, so I assume you thought yeah, about it. Yeah, I had it in the back of my head. <laughs> um, and so... Uh, finally, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna send it to my mom, so then my mom is like, panicked, hey... Uh, whenever they drop off here, they don't do signatures. People have had stuff stolen. I don't know this, I don't know that. I'm like, listen, I don't have an option. Um, it's going to get sent to the house, and she's going to recognize it, and she's going to know. Or I'm sending it to you, and then I've got to figure out how like I'm getting it from you. I'm assuming you're just going to send me a package, and that'll be it. And she's like, fine, whatever. Like, yes, let's do it. But like, you need to know. So I'm like, cool, I'll track it. I got the insurance. Like, We'll figure this out. So I track it. It lands in fucking Los Angeles, like on schedule, on par, and then it was supposed to be delivered Friday, like, the 13th, like, the <laughs> week before your birthday, uh-huh. and it didn't get delivered, Uh-oh. and then, so, like, remember that night I stayed up watching wrestling, like, super fucking late? Yeah. I was, re I was tracking the package, and so, <laughs> I track it okay. at, like, two in the morning my time, and it gets delivered to a shipment center in Ontario. Uh-huh. And I'm like, fuck, did they, like, send it back, or are they, like, did something no, get happen? that's a normal step. But it was already in Palm Springs. Oh, and then it went back to Ontario. Yeah, and then it, it'll give you, like, a reason or update thing, right? And mm -hmm. as I clicked on it, it was like, we can, uh, this service is no longer available for your package, please contact something, something. Oh, no. And I was like, fuck, did they cancel it? Like, it doesn't seem like it's in transit anymore. It was giving me pretty up-to-date details. And then, so, like, the next day they deliver it, my mom's like, hey, it's here. And I was like, okay, cool. F fucking awesome. I was like, fuck, how am I going to get it? So she knows it's not work. Ah. So they deliver it to my work on Wednesday. And I was like, dope. So I told my work, I told my manager, I was like, hey, you know, I'm getting this package delivered. This is what it is. Like, I got to have my name on it. Please, somebody sign for it. I should be here. But this is what. So then when it came in, I Derp. popped it open for everybody. And Aw. Showed them real quick. Showed them what was up real quick, you know? That's sweet. Oh, God. Anyways. And then you held it captive for a couple days. <laughs> a little bit. A couple days. A couple days. And then what originally was the plan was to do it out in uh, California. You know, we were supposed to be in California for the last, like, from the 7th to the 17th. We were supposed to be in California hanging out with our friends and family, many of who tune into this live stream and hang out with us. And we didn't get to see any of them because of this fucking pandemic. And so... Well, we still talk to people over this. We did. And, you know, this has been a great way to communicate and... uh Drink the hand sanitizer. Matt wants us to drink the hand sanitizer. He also said my mic's not working, but I don't know if I can trust Matt. Is it really not working? Are you serious, Matt? Or are you uh, busting a move? Am I talking? You Hello? say not joking, but... Hello? 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 Can you hear me? It looks Someone like it should be okay. I'm just kind of a quiet talker, TBH. TBH. What about now, Matt? Can you hear now? Anything? Can you hear me now? Somebody else let me know if you cannot hear Becca. She's popping up on the podcast feed, popping up on, on, on my, my audio feed. It uh, is. Andrea says it is. Cool. Thank uh, you. 
Good looking out. Yes, good looking out, Andrea. Thank you. Um, so yeah, that was the ring story. And so then um, it was my birthday, and I did my little live stream for all of you who saw it. And then also a new Tire Girls Club podcast. Did a new Tire Girls Club podcast that's going to come out tomorrow. And then, um, oh, shut up, Matt. You're so rude. What did he say? He said, I can't hear it all. Best episode yet. Whatever. Um, anyway, I did my little <laughs> live stream. We live streamed and talked to Tyler and Katie and Josh and Brittany and John Doe, wherever they're at. And John's going to show you. Shout out to John. Shout out, John. And then we were going to bed and we were about to, you know, go to sleep. And Brian was like, well, First, we like hugged, we embraced for a good minute, and it was a good, <laughs> long, meaningful hug where neither one of us was, you know, pulling back. It was sweet and kind of like, I don't know, hugs like that don't happen all the time, but it happened. And then Brian was like kind of drunk and he said, Can I give you your last present? And I was like, I mean, yeah. And kind of at that point, I pretty much knew. Oh, shut <laughs> stop. Yeah, I knew. I thought, Brian, that's a good idea. And uh, he was like, okay, but you have to close your eyes. And I said, okay. And so, yeah, it's a good story, huh, Taco? And so I closed my eyes and then opened my eyes. And Brian is there, down on one knee, on his, you know, holding out the thing. And I don't even think he said, I didn't hear him ask I me. I said it. I asked. I didn't, I didn't hear him ask me if... She if immediately burst into tears. But I like, just immediately... And so she looked at me, I'm down there, and, like, she opened it, starts crying, and I'm like, it, I, I said, asked it. I don't then, remember. Like, I just stood up and hugged her. I didn't hear anything, but I just started crying and said, oh, babe, okay, and then I said yes, and we hugged, and I put the ring on, and now we're engaged. So, there we go. That's our story. And then we went to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, so, here we are. He wants you to jug, chug the yellow can, Matt. I don't really want to chug the... Well, there's not that much left. I'll drink it. <laughs> Peer pressure. Peer pressure. I still can't hear, but I'm not complaining. All right. Well, fuck you too, Matt. Fuck you. And I don't want to chug it. It's, like, really delightful, and I kind of want to enjoy it. What up, Carlos? Hey, Carlos. How are you doing? Matt, get over yourself. He's Talk, in the, he's into you right now. Taco wants to play. Well, yeah, Matt's jealous that I have his man now. Oh, no. Walk down. Kind of. But not really. You can go wherever. That's a beautiful story. But gives Shut us the hand sanitizer. Give it up, Matt. You come drink the hand sanitizer. We're saving it for you. He'll do it. He'll do it. Anti-corona. It's the best corona. That's what corona should do. If corona, the beer company, wants to get a leg up on something... Just they, make hand they sanitizer? Need to ha they need to release like a special that's called uh, vaccione or something like... <laughs> the fucking... Whatever the cure means in Spanish. However you say the cure in Spanish. Why don't they make like an the alcohol... The fucking beer should be. You know, a hand sanitizer, like cleaning products... That's probably the direction they should go. No one drinks their shitty beer anyway. Wow. Jessica Ferrier was the one that actually recently celebrated a birthday as well. 
the one that just jumped into the chat right now. What's up, Jessica? She's the one that's super into okay. astrology. So I told her that you had the podcast. She subscribed to it. I have a podcast. And she was asking me a bunch of questions about moons and signs and risings. And I can only answer to the best of my ability, but I try. I wonder what... Jessica, you should... You should I wonder what your answers are like. You should say what's up <laughs> to my buddy Matt. Matt, Jessica, Jessica, Matt. Have you met my friend Matt? There you go. <laughs> How's it going? I wonder if someone asks you an astrology question what your answer is. Uh, I get a lot of questions of whether or not I believe it, and because of you, I mean, I, I give solid answers. My my go-to answer is um, for a being asked if I believe in astrology or not, or if I think that there's any merit to it. And let me, I'm going to explain this, because I think that this can kind of... We can pull a tarot card. This can be applied to kind of anything, but if I, if I think tarot cards and astrology and those things work, what I think they are is I think they're almost like... They're like almanacs for life, pretty much. You're not really... It's not giving you any type of predictions. You're not getting any pivotal or direct, specific answers out of these cards. They're just meant to resonate with you in a way that gives you perspective and allows you to kind of maybe deconstruct a thought or an idea or a feeling you might have and look at it from a different angle. That's all. And I feel like they do make sense. What I think is trippy is the fact that I can like describe characteristics and describe someone and Becca will give me one or two dates and pretty much guess what sign they are, which is, yeah, there probably are some characteristic types that flow over within, you know, signs and shit like that. I don't know why gravity, science, fucking spirituality and the existence of an unknown yeah probably but you know i definitely think that they're useful in a way like we draw cards all the time and i'm always making connections i'm always like oh yeah cool i get it and like it resonates with me at times and that's what i tell people you're not going to draw your first card and be hooked on tarot and it's going to solve all your problems but you're going to eventually find cards that resonate with what you're feeling and how you're feeling and it's going to just help you you'll feel better once you get that card and draw it and it does click and you're gonna go okay yeah just it's like looking at you know you're let's say you're just driving around through life right and then you just pull out a tarot card and it's like a little direction or a little road map or a little you know attraction to like look and see and maybe that'll help change your perspective a little bit that's all they do andrea's a libra get it andrea brian's a libra rising libra rising Oh, look what we got. This came out. Okay. We got the Six of Swords. It looks kind of... I don't know. It looks like a journey. What would you interpret based on the symbolism of this card? Uh, we've been getting a lot of swords. Dude looks like he's breaking his back. He's steering a boat with the five other swords. There's like a woman and a child, and he's steering the boat. So it looks like Homeboy is... Um, I don't know. It doesn't necessarily seem like a super like happy positive card, but maybe it's like I don't know, change in direction, <laughs> leaving flame. <laughs> Mac goes Libra, you're gonna die. <laughs> Kelly says what's up and she's gonna die. Hey oh, Kelly. Shit, I'm gonna die. Hi Kelly, please Kelly, please don't die. Kelly ha Kelly for sure had the most sly birthday gift for Becca. She like just dropped a text and sure enough there was a gift outside on our door. Well, like we were fucking sleeping. Robin Hood in we, the night. That was during our four hour nap after barbecue. Oh yeah, we had barbecue and went into a coma and then Kelly like <laughs> super Kel creeper Kelly dropped a gift on our door. Kelly tried to call me multiple times and say that, you know, she was outside so she could say hi. 
but alas, we were asleep and went Kurar. out there and had a nice okay. little note. I'm gonna fucking butcher that, but curar is the is cure in Spanish. I'm definitely not saying that in Spanish. So we're gonna have to come up with another word in Spanish that Corona can capitalize on the coronavirus with. Matt, we might need to do that for I hate this scene. That might have to be a topic or a question we hit Twitter with. What in what way? Can Corona capitalize on a coronavirus pandemic? I think that's a good question. That I feel like that's a question everyone at Corona is asking. How can we capitalize? capitalize. How can I mean, they're we in like a prime position. Take this shitty. Yeah, I hope they got some fucking innovators up on their marketing and advertising team. Because if I'm in there, I'm going, yo, guys. Ready for it? Ready for it? We have a special Wuhan can. <laughs> or a special Wuhan bottle. It's a Chinese IPA. Chinese style IPA. <laughs> it's, a Chinese, it's just fucking sake. It's just, <laughs> they come out with a sake. It's called the Wuhan it's recipe. A, it's like a lager with soy sauce in it. Ew. Gross. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's right. Probably still better than Corona. All right. Anyway, Six of Swords. Hey, this is what we got. So, the Six of Swords. I am pasty and doughy, guys. I apologize for his... How doughy and gross I am right now. And I worked out today. So I feel like I have a pump. And you know what, babe? What? I'm still gonna marry you. I mean, but if the fans don't like it, really? Does it matter? And look at this disgusting tan. Stop. Look at this tan. I'm brown and white. <laughs> Mexican, <laughs> Irish as shit. I think shit. that's just the lighting. You're not even Mexican. You're Spanish. Spanish. For the sake of, For the sake of, uh... For this... Mexican, uh, Irish. No. Okay, we're moving on. <laughs> we are going back to the Six of Swords. The Six of Swords is a card of transition. What do you know? How sweet. Okay. Um, while it can sometimes represent a physical journey, it is most often associated with a journey of the mind. The difficulties in life can often be viewed as teachers, and this card is an acknowledgement of those things we have learned during the process of hardship. Traditionally, this card concerns moving on from a disruptive situation towards a place of healing. For many people, the Six of Swords offers quieter horizons and a time to reflect on those things that may have been problematic. If we are in the middle of strife, then this card suggests that things will be beginning to get better. However, it is also encouraging us to take the first step toward a safer place by removing ourselves from toxic people and drama. Yeah, Matt, so get out. Get out, you troll. Just kidding, man. I love you. Um, I'll just read these questions because I don't want to read this whole book. Um, so how can you release yourself from toxic people and difficult situations at this time? Are there prospects for physical travel in your life at the moment? No, not for the whole world. Can you think of someone who has helped guide you through a troubled waters of a tense situation? How can you help someone who is currently dealing with stress or conflict? Some keywords are transition, healing, travel, overcoming emotions with the mind. What do you know? I'd say we're transitioning and trying to navigate some emotional waters here. There you go. And I feel like the world is since we're opening Tara, back up to first-hand account. I mean, since we're that's opening what you back do. up, you 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 exactly. want to. It's Andrea only going to do. It. It's only going to do for you what you think it's going to do for you. She says, "What an appropriate card for this time." It's so true because I'm sure everybody feels that type of way, especially in Texas where we are opening back up in just a fucking couple weeks, which is not making me happy. Something's going on with Matt's Kulo. Speaking of Kulo, we are opening up in a couple of weeks. Uh, May 9th is, I believe, the national standard. Most people are, uh, most the lockdown is still in effect until March 9th, although they're going to try to... May. May 9th, I'm sorry. Uh, May 9th, but they're going to try to um, 
like phase open the economy and phase open certain parts of the country and certain parts of like the business uh, landscape across the country. And a lot of people are terrified. I get it. I understand. <laughs> I, uh, for one, am one of those people. You're terrified, and I get it. Uh, you got shit now. Your work is moving, and things are changing. So we just had a big conference call today, and my work, shit's moving, shit's changing. Uh, you know, this whole virus has been a day-to-day thing, and you can't really expect to go in and say, hey, you know what, this is how it's going to be on the other side, and you can't expect to know every twist and turn, but I feel like we've adapted fairly well. I feel like that, you know, a month of people staying locked down and uh, quarantined hopefully made an impact. Do I think everybody should just be allowed to be released back into the wild? No. People are protesting. People are still complaining about how they can't go out and, like, live their days uh, their normal day to day, and I understand, I get that, but I also think we need to be a little bit more uh, just aware of of what's going on, and a little bit more in tune with your your place in the community. And if 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 we're calling for this like lockdown, that's that's what it should be. And I think people are complaining, and I think people are. I'm complaining. Sorry. Uh, I've been complaining. I've been complaining a lot, and just like confused and scared, and um. Yeah, Kelly said it, hairstylist first with a rolling eye emoji. Yeah, like, of course it makes fucking sense to social distance by me physically touching another human being. Even though I'm six feet apart from my coworker stylist, that's going to make it all okay. But I can still touch somebody totally random that may or may not work in, like, the medical field or a fucking essential business and um as a matter of fact touch maybe six of those people in a day great type and because the work's back open do i get unemployment if i choose not to go i don't know it's hard when the nation is not following a set standard like every country has that's correct (laughs) uh yes you know we talked about germany becca's parents being in germany and actually having the virus it's you know we talked about their lockdown procedures and 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 they were pretty quick to act. We weren't, from what it seems like. We were pretty lackadaisical in our approach, uh, not pointing fingers. I understand that there's literally people arguing the point of whether or not the virus is real or not. Uh, but I had a gentleman so today fucking in fucking Georgetown, Texas, come up to me and say, uh, in just a sec, in Georgetown, Texas, come up to me and tell me, complain to us because we were wearing masks and telling us that the virus wasn't real and like. Hey, I, I, I can't, I, I can't make people think a certain way. Nobody can. You just gotta hope that people respond and react appropriately. And you know, they say it's safe to open up. I guess it's safe to open up. But at the same time, I don't think there's anything wrong with taking additional precautions and uh, being a little extra clean, a little extra sanitary. And I think that's the message that hopefully most people take away from this. I know that people are excited to get back to their normal lives. I know people have been going fucking crazy. It's been a month for most people. It's been over a month for some. But I mean, if like California is on a, yeah, we'll reopen eventually. It's all good. Like they are, you know, my only concern really and I'm again and I mean cases here in Austin are literally still like climbing they haven't started to plateau or go down yet it's just only 158 in Williamson County uh, 212 or 214 in Travis County 
there's a couple hundred cases. There's only been like I think close to forty or sixty deaths, something like that. I don't even think a hundred deaths in total in us only. in the central Texas area. Yeah. I mean, uh, only yeah, because on the grand scale of a pandemic, uh, under a hundred deaths isn't that bad. No, yeah, and it's not that bad. But and that's my point. Like, but then that's where like the questions are like, well, who is the one that dies, and like. Could it have been prevented? Yes. And we don't want anybody to die from it. And yeah, sure, there is going to be someone, but like, why does that mean I have to put myself on the line for some, for fucking Carol who needs her grace covered? Fucking like, Carol fuck Baskin. Fuck you, Carol. And that's why. Is it necessary for a hairstylist to be back in the public, you know, nail salons, massage parlors, spas? Like, probably not. No. There's probably, you know, maybe on a for the ones that do want to open up to a select clientele. I, I don't know. I'm not I'm not putting these things in order. I mean, you can't expect one right way and one wrong way or one perfect way. It's going to, you know, a lot of states are setting standards. A lot of states are setting expectations on what right looks like and what's correct and what works best and what doesn't. And then you see states that are failing. You see states that are getting hit hard. One thing that concerns me is that we got a train passing in the background. Choo that's choo. Our train. Uh, that's our foot train. So while the train's going in the background and we're talking, let's pop up some feet. <clears throat> Kelly says it's almost as smart as opening back up dine-in restaurants. I feel like being a hairstylist is worse than opening a dine-in restaurant. Like your server's not touching you. You know, like you can still. I don't know. There's, There's still going to be multiple people in the salon at one time. Like and this people is a walking foot train, around. By and the just, way, oh. why aren't you doing feet? Sorry. I, I wasn't getting hearts. Uh, no. So. I'm putting my foot back. The. I feel like in a dine-in restaurant, it's like. I'm, I'm so over this fucking know. virus. I don't, I don't know. I know. And that's why it's like, <clears throat> what do we do? Do we. You don't do anything. You just fucking listen and pay attention and, and live your life and just fucking contribute to goddamn whatever you got to contribute to your fucking community don't be an asshole i literally had a guy come up to today and yell at us just because we were in mass this guy literally had nothing to fucking talk about or nothing to complain about that was legitimate he just came up got mad at one of my guys because my guys was standing the six feet and had a mask on and he asked my guy why do you have a mask on and my guy was like well because of everything that's going on and points at like our signage that we have and the guy like fucking rips into him and talks about how it's not real and fucking we need to learn to speak up for ourselves and just goes down this really weird like you know there's a mental problem there and there's a whole bunch of other things going on there but the fact that people are uneasy about it and now they're deciding to open back up you kind of beggars can't be choosers we just got to kind of sit back and approach it you and me made our decisions we're going to stay recluse you know we're going to make you know, I've already talked to a lot of guys in like the jiu-jitsu community. A lot of gyms are only going to open up one or two days a week. You know. You know why? <laughs> I my theory, my hypothesis on why Texas is opening up hair salons first is because all those Texas senator Dallas politicians' wives are probably driving their fucking husbands who are in. <laughs> power nuts because they are just complaining about not being able to have big perfect beautiful dallas texas hair anymore that's what i'm saying that's what i think it is fucking texas calling it i bet if there was like you know if there's <laughs> matt goes carol baskin robbins ice cream to die for that was a great one congratulations matt you're fucking carol first, baskin robbins your first funny joke <laughs> but i bet if this was like a tv show there's like you know we're a plot 
plot line us here on the front lines, and then there's like the politicians out there doing oh, of their course. thing, making their calls. Of course, I bet that's what I'm saying. <clears throat> that's why Texas would, because Texas is the most like stupid, entitled white people bullshit state of them all. Speaking of Texas, I'm reading a book by the uh, congressman of Texas, Dan Crenshaw. Shout out to Dan Crenshaw. He's a fucking powerful man. He's got one eye. He's a former Navy SEAL. Uh, he's just an all-around badass dude. I'm reading his book, Fortitude. It's just a phenomenal book. I wanted to shout that out. I'm only three <laughs> chapters in, so I don't really if have I much th- to talk about. To it, it's not uh, there's a victim mentality in within the world, not just in the United States. We just happen to emphasize it a lot, but there's a victim mentality going on in the world, and people don't know how to pull themselves out of it, and it starts with having a little bit of fortitude, people. You know what else it starts with? What? Having a little bit of fightback CBD. <laughs> fightback CBD. <laughs> you didn't think I was going to do I that, I didn't huh? think you were going to get into that. From of course not. Chaos, uh, 20%. Yep, the bigger the hair, the closer to God. And you know what? They are going to be closer to God because they're going to be... Dead. Dead. With COVID. Thank the you. The bigger the hair, the closer to God. Is that an actual thing? Yeah, that's a thing. Hmm. Yeah, haven't you seen the ladies? Ladies with big old Texas hair? Dolly Parton? No? Yeah? Well, yeah, in like the 80s when it was cool. Oh, well, it's still <coughs> a thing. Is it? Uh-huh. Not as much in Austin, but... Uh, what were we... We, so. we just got onto something. Um, off of COVID, we got onto... We got off of COVID, we got onto Fightback CB, promo code CHAOS. We yeah, got, I know, that fucked me up. I was in a line of thinking, and you were like, you I'm know what works, and you, you went out. into a read. I know. I was trying to uh, help you out. So, who was into Breaking Bad? Anybody watch Breaking Bad? Show of hands. <laughs> we already talked about Breaking Bad. But nobody was on. Breaking Bad, anybody... You guys, we had never watched Breaking Bad, ever. Either one of us never watched it. If there's anything I can be thankful to quarantine, it's that we finally watched fucking Breaking Bad. And now we can be, you know, involved with so many cultural references that we've probably been missing for the last, what, 12 years? Yeah, great. Here we are. We're in reality. We're in this time. We are in 2020 having watched Breaking Bad. Talk to me about it. Oh, shit. Matt is trying to get us to chug this hand sanitizer. Matt, do I have to move the hand sanitizer so you forget it? Like a monkey out of sight, out of mind? Is this how this is going to go? Hey, wait. Why is he a monkey? What's what's that about? Why are you mad? Why is he a monkey? Are you... I said... Is that a racial thing? What? <laughs> get out of my house, too. Drink the fucking sanitizer, then. God damn it. Oh, shut up. It wasn't the hype, Kelly. It's a fucking phenomenal show. Don't tell my friend to shut up. Shut up, Kelly. Kelly, I'm defending you with my eyes. I hope you saw it. This is my show. Oh, Ozark. I, you know, we watched the first well, season see, of we Ozark. Watched, no, we didn't. We watched the first four episodes of Ozark, and then Brian didn't want to watch it. I fell so off. We, so he fell off, so we, we haven't watched Ozark. Fuck with me. But you know off. what? <laughs> You know what? Too Hot to Handle just came out, and I'm probably going to start watching that. I'm so glad I work tomorrow. (laughs) I told Brian that's what I'm going to watch during the day while he's at work. I'm ready. Never thought I'd be glad to work during a pandemic. Hey, I got stuff to do. She I'm, also glad, watched, I'm glad you work at the, during the pandemic, too. She also watched Love Island, The Circle. I didn't watch Love Island. I've watched... like You watched Love Island. I've, yes, you did. Okay, I've watched 20 minutes of the first episode of Love Island, and I was so confused and turned off by their accents, I just couldn't do it. I really can't. I cannot stand Australian accents. I'm just going to say it. I can't fucking do it. I 
hate them. Yeah. I hate them so much. Despises I them almost. Fucking hate Australian actors. You think you're anyone going- that's like, ooh, they make me wet. I'm like, you're have terrible taste. You're no. As no, much as no as much way. as you, I hate them. Hate. No, we child haven't molestation. seen either. <laughs> Becca hates. <laughs> fucking Aussie Australian accents. accents. There's not much that I hate either. I think I maybe have like she might hate five, Australian accents I think more I have, than child molestation. Actually, I she might, might be. <laughs> she might be in the camp of like, I well, think, the kid deserve it. I, is it? <laughs> babe, shut is the kid up. talking back? Oh my. <laughs> okay. Australian accent. Anyway. Good day, mate. Wow. Okay. Zach hates it, but he gets sucked <laughs> in his input. He's getting voted off. You know, Love Island, it's probably... I didn't realize... How do they vote people off? See, I haven't even got that far. I don't even know how, how the show works. I won't let her watch it if I'm in the house. I, if I'm in the house, she can't watch it. So I, she's going to wait till I go to work tomorrow. I do wait till he leaves. And then, if anything, I just have it on while I'm cleaning or whatever. And that's my life as a quarantine She loves it. Life. She hosts a blog. What? She hosts a blog about Love Island or whatever it's called. Me? Yeah. What are you talking about? I'm trying to make you into a super fan of this show. Oh, I'm a super fan. Because I... What fucking show are you on? You... Okay, you calling me a super fan of Love Island, I obviously know that's not true because I just went on like a rant about how I hate Australian accents. can't stand them. Did you watch Love is Blind? Yes, of course I did. I definitely watched Love is Blind. I... Also watched the circle was pretty good. I watched the, the circle. Everyone got sucked in the circle. That was I a did. good one. I haven't started watching the circle Brazil or France because I don't know how. You, I I don't know. It's going to require me to actually watch it and read the subtitles, and it was more something I just kind of had on in the background to you know keep me company while I was so alone during quarantine. Mm. You know, I just need a little spice in my life. What else have I watched? Um. What else have you watched? We haven't watched much. We've we been watching a fuck watched ton of Breaking a lot Bad. Of, uh, yeah, we watched, finished Breaking Bad. Okay, watched a lot Breaking of Dirty Bad? Money. Oh, Dirty Money. Yeah. We were Breaking caught up Bad on has Westworld. taken us like this whole four weeks, yeah. four or five weeks to yeah. watch all of Breaking Bad. Every we we were doing three days solid and then skipping a day. Three mm-hmm. days solid. And we we're caught like up on Westworld. Westworld caught up on that. Top Chef. Caught up on Making the Cut. Caught up mm-hmm. on all the all the hip hop tip of the top cream of the crop shows yep. that isn't that I, doesn't consist drama matchmaking I'm really into reality competition shows remodeling chopped into it chopped is great the food network I think in general has a great array of shows I try not to watch like, the talent. house ones with you either I feel like you're not into those the house ones mm, I do background like background noise I do like love it or list it background noise that's a good one that's, uh, that's kind of the only one that I like. Our homies up in Colleen, they, their show. They're in Waco. Waco. Um, hey. Who are they? I don't know. Chip. Chip and Joanna. Yeah. From, um, what the fuck's the name of their Flip or Flop? <laughs> no, not Flip or Flop. Um, oh Love God. List it? Oh, God. No. Oh, no. Oh, no. What's the name of their show? Fucking. Someone knows it. Cupcakes. How did I forget? What's the name of their show? What's the name Fixer of Upper? Fixer Upper? Fixer Upper? I think it is. Bye, Matt. Bye, Matt. Uh. Yeah. What else have we watched? Nothing. I don't know. Maybe we, should we try Ozark again? Since people are saying it's a thing, I feel like it can't be bad. Maybe there's a brand new uh, Michael Jordan documentary that here is really, really good. They just uh, launched the first two episodes. Maybe there's Supposed a brand new Five Bag CBD out. Real good. Hey, we don't have to do reads every oh. twenty minutes. Oh. 
I don't know what your contract is. Every. <laughs> you did one at, I'm pretty sure, like 21 minutes or 23 minutes. You did one at 39 minutes. All right, give me a couple more minutes, and All I right. got you. Okay, thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> oh, I see the timer now. Yeah. 39.55. <laughs> uh, it is Fixer Upper. Congratulations. Good job. Fixer Upper. See? Um, Love It or List, it's, I think, the only good HGTV show that I can reasonably binge. We like Food Channel. Food Food Network's good. Uh, chopped. Oh, have has anyone? Chef, so Master okay, Chef. if you watched The Bachelor, there was a new series about like s- people. It's like a dating. It's like The Bachelor, but they're singing. They're like all musicians, and I don't know if I want to watch it. I haven't heard anything about it. Whether it's like the greatest or like the worst, or it's just cringy but yeah. perfect, just like The Bachelor. But if anybody did you say perfect, has, just like The Bachelor, did I say that? Wow. Okay, you can just divorce me now. I can't believe I said that. Um, I meant that like up. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. That fucking you deserve. With, a, you with deserve words a like that. With sentences like "perfect," <laughs> like the bachelor, come out of your mouth. Definitely signing something. You deserve a free note. <laughs> oh man. Okay. I'm going to bed. <laughs> um. Anyway, I don't know what that show's called, but it's like um, I don't know. It's like a real life version of you didn't even watch the movie, but A Star Is Born, where they like no. they're like singing. And then they, like, fall in love. That's what they try to do, make a real-life version of it. I don't know if I want to try and watching it, but if anybody says it's good or just, like, has to be seen because it's terrible, I'll I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll watch it. But I am really ready for Too Hot to Handle. I'm definitely going to watch that tomorrow. You okay with it? I burped. Sorry. Yeah? Yeah. All right. Should we live stream our uh, prenup signing or <laughs> come up with our terms? Dang. I don't know. I'm tired. I know that. You're tired? I it's know. 11.23. What's wrong what with you? What kind of professional am I? You're not. We've only been on here for 42 minutes and 15 <gasps> seconds. I'm just getting a roll on. Fucking hour. You're just getting a roll on. A roll on what? On live streaming, babe. I'm getting warmed up. It takes time. You should know. I'm going to go to my office. All right, go to your office. (laughs) Well, so my other project for quarantine is painting my house. I haven't done it. I've been in quarantine for about five weeks. I've painted one bathroom. However, I do have all of the supplies to paint pretty much every other room in my house. I think I have enough paint and enough uh, brushes and bullshits and whatever I need. So one of these days, you'll know because you're going to come on this live stream and this room is going to be painted and you're going to be like, wow, oh my god, Becca was so productive during quarantine. I wish I could have been that productive or I was even more productive than that. And you know what? We can all just celebrate too instead of making it a competition. But... I'm pumped. I've been saving painting for my uh, for rainy days, and if you live here in Austin, you'll know that there actually hasn't really been a rainy day in like two or three weeks. So that's why nothing's gotten painted. And I'm just I'm still waiting. 
And the news, by the news, I mean the weather app on my iPhone 11 Pro, shout out, says every day it's like a 40% chance of rain. So Austin doesn't know what the fuck's going on, and it hasn't rained at all. So no painting for me. Definitely rained last week at some point. It really didn't. Definitely I don't did. think it did. I think it did for like five minutes, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, perhaps. 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 What color? Oh. <clears throat> well, I got white paint because if you can't see, our walls <laughs> are this like beige. It's terrible. It's yellow. It's like yellow, yellow beige. Um, it's also on the ceilings. So you can see it's the same exact color up there. So in here, I think it's going to be what's called agreeable gray. It's the same color that's in our bedroom, babe. I'm going to paint it in here, paint our ceilings white. I'm going to paint the inside of these arches. So you can see like next to where all our string lights are. I'm going to paint the inside of those arches like a really dark, dark gray. And we have a couple different arches. And I think my living room's going to be white. This room's going to be kind of gray, so it'll be a nice contrast. I'm going to paint the hallway also white. I have plans for both the bedrooms over there. It's going to be great. And you know what? I'm probably going to have to do all by myself because homeboy doesn't like to paint. It's not that I don't like to paint. I just, I understand that painting is an all-day thing. Well, yeah, and it gets done so much faster when there's two of that. I know, I helped you paint the bedroom. You did. Painting a ceiling is a fucking bitch, though. And you know what? No one cares about painting. We're back down to one viewer. Thank you. <laughs> this is all you. Thank you for staying in there you with me. You did that. Count. That was our fucking. I did do this. Was our, it was your demise. Yep. I will say this. What? Breaking Bad. Now, the more that I think about it, <laughs> is probably top ten shows for sure. Up there, up there in my ten. It was good. It already. Made I had me. no complaints. Short. Love that it was short. Didn't really get stale. I thought the last season was a bit extra, but I what get do you it. Mean? Final so? season, <clears throat> sixteen episodes. One. Yeah. When every other true. season had ten. Hey, but wouldn't you have <coughs> wished that like Game of Thrones had had extra episodes compared to? I wish know? Game of Thrones had a normal season. Had it had a normal season or extra episodes like the way Breaking Bad had just extra episodes instead of a normal season. Yeah, okay. that would have made sense. So I feel like I can't be mad about them having a longer final season. See, I feel like you could have. I feel like you could have given us two solid seasons with these See? last sixteen episodes. I feel like you could have given us a solid two solid eight no. episode seasons. Yeah, a hundred percent. No, it wouldn't. 100%. I would have been pissed if they had made that season into two. And you know why? Because I from when he gets caught, you ended on the cliffhanger when he's sitting on the shitter and he reads that WW in that book, mm. and you leave it on that. And but there's the not last, that much that like happened. Oh well, like I guess seven like, episodes after that. Yeah. But they would have just what drawn out <coughs> Walt being like alone and the exact same seven plans. episodes after that is the final season. That was seven. That, that was, was like halfway through the season. It was like there. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like, I mean, compared to like other favorite shows of mine, like let's let's just say Game of Thrones' favorite show. It's kind of I don't know if it is, but it was entertaining at least. And that's in my top ten, regardless of how horrible it ended. Right, and like Dexter, that was probably one of my all-time Dexter's favorite shows. Probably number two. But both of them, both Game of Thrones and Dexter, <coughs> just like super rushed the ending. And like they didn't take the time to like, you know, make the plots and like make it so it was cohesive and made sense. And like, it, like Breaking Bad didn't feel rushed. 
It didn't. Thankfully. No. Yeah. Which is why no, I can good. applaud Breaking Bad for how it ended. Because it, it, it didn't feel rushed. It felt no. very natural. That's my one and, like, critique. You all the loose ends were tied up. The it final was, season, It was you methodical could it, and good, yeah. You could have broken it up into two. But it's I mean, okay. not even a critique yet. But, no. like, how would that even... We would have just watched it straight through anyway on Netflix. I, we didn't watch I'm thinking it as big, it came I'm out. thinking big picture, you know? You look at the shows that are among the greats, and they generally have anywhere between six and nine seasons. Oz, The Sopranos, Dexter, uh, fucking Dexter. They could have for sure made lost. A whole I'm pretty sure had season. like seven. Yeah, and you, you know, even then, like it could have been. Different. And Game of Thrones could have had a whole Game of Thrones season, like for sure. You know, uh, what was it fucking called? Sex and the City had like fucking eleven. I think. Yeah, they were like fucking super successful. Did he watch Sex and the City, babe? I said successful shows. No, I don't okay. watch a lot of those shows. <laughs> but you know, you have this. You know, because you get stale. You know, you get on the verge of being almost like, uh, like stale, like chewy meat almost, right? If you get 13, unless it's a sitcom, you know, you have, it's always sunny. It's always sunny on 13 seasons is never going to get stale because it's all the same stupid shit from season one. But you can only draw out like like a dramatic storyline for so long before you're like, "Mm, this is stale. But I feel like also if it's the same stupid shit over and over, how many seasons of that can you really take? But that's a sitcom. A sitcom style is that way. A Cheers, a Friends, a, you know, Bob's Burgers, yeah, a, 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 a Seinfeld. But I feel like those. It's I the mean, same those characters, are different scenarios. Realize where like it's real a season. Series. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you could jump in season episode. You know, season four, episode eleven is the exact same as season ten, episode <laughs> fucking one. Like, there's just this weird. Yeah. That's the, true. Yeah. Uh, so. What's your number one favorite show ever? I'd have to sit on that one for a minute. Um, Dexter's up there. Um, I think that if there's ever a show, it's where always I was sunny. Like, is probably my f- like favorite show of all time. Where like I can watch episode after episode and not get tired of it. It's always sunny. Just because it's that I watched on FX the pilot of It's Always Sunny. Because they want an FX TV show that allowed you to... They won some online contest where you submitted a pilot. It wasn't even a TV show. But, like, if you watch Spike TV, there was this whole... They were calling it something. And it was like, hey, submit your script to us. And the reason that I was into it is because Nick was really into writing movie scripts. <laughs> oh, and shit yeah. back in the day, like, directing <laughs> stuff. We can't go into the Nick movie script story. We can't. Uh, and so... Um, you know, I was into shit like that. And whenever trailers, <laughs> signings, or announcements were done, me and Nick were, like, on top of it. And then right. so I kept trying to tell him, hey, dude, there's this fucking thing that they're doing, and it's, like, an online submission. And we were young. We were, like, 14, 13, 14. And I, I didn't come to him like, hey, you should do this. But I was, like, I was into it because it was, like, a behind-the-scenes creative type of thing, right? And he was just kind of like, oh, whatever, man. Doesn't you were really into all, It's Always Sunny before it was cool to be into It's Always Sunny. So, check, so listen, so uh, I heard about that, and then, like, through the commercials and shit that they were doing, it's like, check out the pilot episode of the guys that won. And I was like, cool, I'll check it out. And they, like, literally shot it on this shitty handheld camera, and it was, like, 15 minutes. And it's the very first episode they ever launched where Charlie figures out he has cancer. And it's, like, super dark and, like, dramatic and weird and... I was just like, what the fuck? And then sure enough, they had a season. And I loved the first season. I was like, well, this is fucking great. And like, Danny DeVito wasn't even in it. And then the second season, Danny DeVito comes in. And it's like, 
the fuck is this? And it just becomes this <laughs> weird, like, and I'm super hyped on it. So me and Nick are on a family vacation. Our, uh, man. Oh, we graduated already, actually, because, yeah, yeah. So we graduated already. So it was like after high school. So we're on our way back in, and we we're at Universal Studios and I'm talking about the show and how funny it is. And he's like, oh, okay, I didn't fucking pay attention to it. And then sure enough, we're at the hotel that night, and it's on. And I was like, oh, can we watch it? And he's like, yeah, cool. We died. We fucking... It was like three... They played like two episodes and like repeated last week's and played the new episode or, or whatever. And me and him were both dying. Like it was... I remember it vividly. And, and that's why I think it sticks with me. It's because it was just a show that... You it, just have good feels about it. Yeah, and it's just funny, and like they're very, they're as, as creators, they're like very, you know, one season was written all by fans. Like fans wrote in how episodes played out, you know, and they did that, and like that's just something, you know. That's there's substance, like, just more than a show. There's substance yeah. behind it all, and it, it that makes the show a little bit different. And I think that's where you do get, you know, like Game of Thrones being so popular because people are very in touch with like just the like books. invested yeah and like yeah. you know george rr R. martin and like his style and like he's you know this you know mysterious writer that everybody talks about and like yeah. everybody loves the book so there's like substance to it so a show is going to have impact yeah right? yeah and like i mean game of thrones is up there even though i felt like that left the worst taste in our mouth you mm-hmm. know Dexter. I mean, Dexter is probably number two, if not number one. I loved Dexter for I the sake Dexter. of it just being. It was so good. Yeah, it was. It was, and it was. I. I mean, just the last couple episodes, they just. It was just too, too fast. They really should have just like, I don't know, drawn it out just a little bit more to, whatever. Like okay. there were just some things that just. I don't know. So let it's me, been a long time since I even watched it, but I let remember me get, being like, okay, you could have given me a little bit more, Dexter. Let me go down this word rabbit hole with you. Uh, Can we rewatch Dexter? Yeah, yeah, yeah I'd be about that. I'd, I'd really be about that. So let me get this down. Let me go down this one with you, right? I'm reading Fortitude by yes. Dan Cranshaw. I'm listening to audiobook. I don't, I don't know how people feel about saying you are reading something when it's an audiobook. But I'm listening to the audiobook narrated by Dan, Dan Crenshaw. It's his book. It's called Fortitude. And uh, he's talking about how there's this... Uh, there's this need to, like, accomplish things. What were you saying just, like, a second ago? Dexter it was rushed. Rushed, but... Uh, oh, okay, yes. Yeah, so, should so, have, uh, like, drawn it out a little he, bit. So he talks about, like, archetypes and roles to fulfill. Mm. And, like, fulfilling, like, the hero's role. But first, before you can be heroic, before you can hold the attributes of being a hero, you have to have a hero. You have to have a role model. You have to have someone that you aspire to be or someone, an example to go after, right, pretty much? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, most archetypes, Superman, superheroes in general, are, are pretty apparent and laid out for you, right? Courageous, uh, humble, um, you know, they have fortitude. They're able to stay positive, you know, in dark times and like pull through and muster. They have strength and bravery, and they've got all these other things, right? Those are dogs. I don't know what they're barking about. Oh, really? The defenders of the house right now, the defenders of the realm. A really hard archetype. Our little warriors over there. A really hard archetype. They're on the wall. To fulfill. And give a happy ending to 
is that like devilish good guy. The good well, guy that's the bad guy, a Walter White, a Dexter. Well, I was talking about Oz today. My buddy was pissed off at the way Oz ended. You can't you can't kill a you know, the, the, the or I mean not Oz, it's the Sopranos, right? Tony Soprano, you mm-hmm. it was like alluded he just dies. to No 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 no. He's he he's in a, his restaurant, there's a restaurant and he has a table at and that's like where the season that's where the series opens and that's where it ends. Mm-hmm. And he's sitting there about to have dinner. And there's like all all hell's broken loose at this point, and like people are coming to kill him. And he's at his restaurant. Everybody knows that it's his restaurant, and it's at least in my eyes alluded to that they're gonna kill him. He's gonna get it. <laughs> but you never. It just ends with him sitting at the restaurant, and like you're just kind of like, okay, that's how it ends. He's just sitting at the restaurant. Yeah, it's kind of left like, does he get it? Does he not get sure. it? Yeah. And like, how do you have that person that did toe that line or even cross the line and was like that bad person killed somebody? You know, was involved in some criminal activity, some questionable activity, some immoral activity, but was doing so maybe with good intentions or for the right reasons. How do you give that person a happy ending? And I think that's what the difficulty with like a lot of writing scripts are. Is like, do you let that person ride off into the sunset? Because there's going to be the group of people that don't like that. Well, and then if the person dies, there's you know you kind of toe that line. So how do you let it be like this open end, this cliffhanger, this meaningful, suspenseful sure. piece without it being tacky? And like that's what we've gotten in all. I mean, we've gotten honestly, this, like what happens moment. But and what I sticks. mean, I I think I go against the grain. Like a lot of people really hated how Dexter ended. I was bugged. It bothered me. I didn't hate how it ended. I did. I'm okay with, like, the actual, like, storyline and how it ended. I just wish they had, like, taken more time to, like, show the steps and, like, build the emotion and, like, the character development and, like, all this stuff towards the last couple episodes. It felt like just the production value seemed to get, like, really rushed. It's like, you know, maybe they had... It's like you had 12 pages right to write a script and it's like they spent all this time like writing out all these details about like how certain things would happen and how certain things would play out and certain you know whatever but then they were like oh fuck i only have half a page left to like write how it ends and they're just like and like that's what game of thrones felt like right exactly and like it wasn't it didn't do the series any justice yeah right it like didn't do the series any justice it's like i'm okay with how it actually ended like with dexter like going i i would have been okay if he if they had ended it just right when he like drives his boat out into the hurricane and like we don't know if he you know, lives or dies or whatever, we can just kind of assume that he does. I'm and then they show, like, it. the wood stuff and he's sitting there. I'm not mad at that part We've either. We've had this discussion. So many people are mad that he was just, like, in the fucking woods and, like, dead inside. But, no. like, I'm not mad at that. I no. don't care. What, what else does he do? He can't it, live with people. Exactly. He kills everybody. Exactly. He can't live with what anybody. He, he has do? to have a job it's in the fine. woods where he doesn't associate with anybody. It's fine. It, I'm not mad at that. Yeah. A lot of people were mad at that and they were just like, this is so fucking stupid. And it's people like, also don't understand the lumberjack. It looks I mean, like he was. Whatever. He was a lumberjack or he was working, working in forestry to the degree of just like, like lumberjack cutting down Who's trees. going to know shit? Also, one of the most, there was a TV show about it, one of the most dangerous jobs where people die, lose their lives. So what better job to him work at, for him to work at? as uh, you know where he can disguise accidents hey this person died or he can disguise if needed be you know hey that's Mm -hmm. a fucking dangerous job you're around dangerous heavy machinery falling trees you could die it's his perfect place what bothered me was him killing Deb okay okay we've talked about this okay that was my gripe he 
I think I get it. I get it. I, I get think it. it was so much more symbolic <clears throat> than that. Like he, yeah, he killed Deb because, like, she he destroyed her. It's the same way he like just. It's the same way like Walt destroyed Skyler and Walter Jr. You know, he like Dexter killed Deb on the like killed her spirit. You know what I mean? And like he him take when he like laid her out into the water and she was in her white sheet it was just such a symbol of like her being pure you know and like she had didn't want any part of that and whatever and he just like kind of laid her out to rest she wasn't in a black fucking trash bag like everybody else was who he dropped in the middle of the ocean she was wrapped up in a you know beautiful plain white sheet and he just like let her go because it was the only pure thing the only thing he, he the only her the, the only way, person right. he ever actually loved and the whole thing was like does can dexter is he like physically capable of loving and the only person he loved was deb and so it was just that was what killed him on the inside was that he lost the one thing that he realized in the end he did care about and that was deb and so I was not not at all mad about. I mean, it's sad, of course, obviously, but the way that they like did it, I I go into like the symbolism and shit, see, and like can see the that's what the I'm way that they like cin- cinematography and all of that stuff, and how they can like show what it means without explicitly telling you. That's what it was. Is it was like he realized. That's his, like, that's the person he always loved and trusted and cared about was Deb. And he wasn't going to throw her out like some sack of trash. He at least did her some justice. You know? I can agree with that. So, two points to make in in this. The first point... The episode went too fast, though. Sorry. Go. No, the first point is there's two ways to, I think watch movies or at least two you know main ways to watch movies and that's for the imagery the 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 metaphors the The symbolism the symbolism the you know that's for the fiction that it's creating and being immersed in that and from that perspective it makes sense what you say makes sense if that's truly what it was if that was a representation of like her purity and his only love his only ability to love was her and that's why he was so fucking burnt when he was in the woods so sad dead inside the one person he loved was dead so he was dead okay and so the other way the other perspective that you can have towards movies is like an appreciation of the art an appreciation for the art would be what the content of the art is. Like, hey, it's a story, Dexter. Uh, you know, here's the storyline. It's a murderer who's doing it for vengeance, and he's only killing bad people, and yada yada. Wow, it's so hard for me to get on that wavelength, but I'm following. Go. Well, that's your wavelength. You're watching it as a. You're watching it as if it is real. Like you're watching Dexter, and that's mm. the whole story for itself. Is like you appreciate it for being a story, and like appreciating it for the details and the content of the story. I used to really look at things like that, right? And I've now, I mean, for a long, long time, been more into, like, appreciation of film for, like, the art of making the film, right? Like, what is the... Why did they write it like that? Like, what's the purpose? Like, what's the director's point here? What's the point the director's trying to make? Like, Tarantino. Tarantino films. I'm always like, okay, how did Tarantino get these 
Leo, fucking Samuel Jackson, John Travolta, whoever it may be, to portray what he wants expressed on the screen right now. Like, I how, feel like how, that's the same thing, though. How did he have to dig into fucking Leo for, in order for Leo to get this fucking crying scene down where he's fucking bawling about stupid shit? Him and fucking Brad Pitt are crying. Like, what was it from Quentin Tarantino that he had to get out of them to be the best actors they could be for that scene, for that role, for that piece, right? You're looking at from, like, a coaching <clears throat> perspective? Uh, from like That a, sounds uh, like a coach. From an, I, I think I'm looking at it from like a performance perspective, and you're looking at it for content. Like again, I think you're appreciating it for Dexter. You're appreciating it for the story of Dexter. It's beautiful because Dexter loved Deb. That was the whole point to his. But you're like, how did he make Leo cry so hard? Like, how did Leo understand the message? I'm, let me tie it in. Let me. And so, I tend to go behind the scenes and break that fourth wall with a lot of things that I get into, which is why I'm into It's Always Sunny, and I'm into you know. The movies and the bands. What up, Jaime? The bands and the shit that I'm into. uh, I'm into like the creative aspect of it and like what it takes to make that quality that I enjoy. You know, like I enjoy that it's always sunny is able to like speak with their fans and be as transparent as they are with their writing process and their creative process because that's how I know I'm getting the content that I like. I know that oh shit, those guys can sit there and fucking sit in a room or, okay here's a better example South Park the okay. seven days to air South Park documentary that talks about how they write each South Park episode and basically within a week and post it to air well mm-hmm. they submit the episode for air day before it's supposed to air so they air Wednesdays normally at 10pm they submit them like Tuesday nights they get denials Wednesday morning and all throughout Wednesday for shit that they have to cut out of the script and then, like, they admit they're, like, finally five minutes before that department closes at wherever they're at and our department closes or whatever we're doing, they finally accept the script. And it's that way more times than it's not that way. And that's how we feel we're able to push the envelope and create such great content is because of our writing style. Like, we yeah. push the envelope with ourselves, but we understand that that's what gives us great content. And you're like, fuck, these guys trust their writing team where they give the writing team a full six days to come up with shit and they come out with outlandish crazy nonsense well, shit yeah, but like they trust them no enough rule. to do that yeah and you know hey the products can get made regardless and mm-hmm. they everybody has to just be in their space but I feel like that's what it is with like the actors too it's like they're artists so and Dexter, it's up to their interpretation Michael for, like, C. Hall the and What's Her Face were married for Deb. a good majority of Dexter and I felt that that I gave a them. Seasons, yeah. It's no secret that Deb and Dexter had a sexual dynamic, like what? a love. Come on, that was the whole like arc where I thought they were gonna fuck at one point. I thought it was gonna well, cross no, the no, line, there and they were gonna fuck. was that weird thing because Deb thought she felt that way for a hot minute. Yeah. Okay. And but and, but and then she you was also like, get, "Why like, do I feel like?" And she talked to her therapist, and then she found out that Dexter was like a serial killer, and then she was like, "Right." <laughs> but so listen. So okay, yeah. that's the story, right? And that's how fits. the story. That's yeah. how it played out, and it fit right. They were married in real life. D- yes. During a lot of the seasons of Dexter, they got divorced going into the seventh season, right before the final season. So they got divorced going into the two final seasons, pretty much. And I think such an interesting dynamic of this show was that weird tension between the two 
to the almost like that sexual weird step point. sibling thing. Yeah, and like <laughs> let's be real, like Dexter did have that weird sexual infatuation with women, and unfortunately he no, killed them all. Not really. What do you mean he killed? No, he killed serial killers. He didn't have a weird sexual thing. He didn't even feel anything. He hardly even touched Rita. He was just like I'm Rita just was. I think here. the exception because the gentleman that's who gave him the baby, right? But they didn't. What's her face was a serial killer. The blonde one at the oh, end. Oh, Hannah. Yeah, the uh, one bitch that he dated at the beginning for like the first season that he had to kill because she was crazy, right? The one chick that he dated. I'm trying to remember. My point being is he, all his relationships, for the most part, were toxic in a way because he couldn't be in a relationship. Because he didn't understand. He, he doesn't know how to love, but he knew how to love dead. And that's where I was like, well, okay. Sure. But I don't think it was like a... I don't think it was a sexual... I uh, I think you could I, kind we, of like... We can't confirm or deny this, but I think in my mind, the story writing, there's a very clear different... Maybe like their own actorship chemistry because they're married in real well, so life listen, like listen, kind listen. of plays it maybe i mean they both had writing parts too they both and that was okay and, and so here i found out that they were getting divorced that's my point i found out that they were getting divorced all while this is going on before the seasons ended right because it was mm -hmm. public you know it was a big deal dexter was fucking number the one shit. show for the yeah. longest time and so it was known that they were getting a divorce and maybe it was me reading into it a little bit more but you know, a lot of the talk was, hey, how's the writing going to be? Because both of them were involved in the writing. And from what I heard, it was a pretty shitty divorce. Like, they almost couldn't film together because of how, like, tense and kind of weird it could be. And to me, the, like, seventh season was, in my opinion, the best season of Dexter. Because it set us up what was for, what was supposed to be the fucking best season of Dexter. The final season yeah. of, like, the best show ever, right? And it was so good. I almost didn't think that the there was, you know, maybe, you know, we're not going to see, like, a weird thing in this. Maybe it's, you know, I, I think at that point, even, they weren't even, like, officially divorced, but, like, you knew it was rocky. But they just given us, like, a fucking great season to go into eight the way it did. And right at the end of seven, right, when she finds out that he's, mm -hmm. when, like, he... With the when she's he's in the church, yeah, and yeah, yeah, and, and he's, he for, does the guy, and she's yes. right there, yes, and then yes. he makes her go to the gas, gas station. station, fill it all up. Yeah, yep. um, I think that was kind of the knife in the heart of their relationship. See, it's almost perfect. Though, I don't that, like, think that was originally had they never gotten divorced and gone that route. That it wouldn't have Dexter wouldn't have turned out that. In my know. opinion, See, and I think that's the route because of. There was originally supposed to be nine seasons, and mm. there was like well, a... Well, okay, well, then that makes more sense. But, I mean, they stopped the ninth... They were like, hey, we're only going to do eight back in, like, season five. Like, they only re-signed for... They were supposed to re-sign for X amount of more seasons. People were like, oh, we're getting this many seasons of Dexter. Mm. And then it was like, hey, we only re-signed for these X amount, and eight is the final season. So it was like, okay... That came out like around season six, so you didn't really know if it was going to be right. like. Okay, well, that makes more sense. You know, so then it's like, okay, the writing is rushed. Doesn't necessarily mean it was rushed, but you make edits, you change, but you know, things change in real life sure. that alter the storyline writing, and you have to just, you know, adapt. Well, and maybe their marriage was just like, I mean, had they. It's maybe it's a good thing they were like happy during their time that the season was supposed to be happy and upset while and the, I guess the season was supposed in to a be real upset, world, so it worked out. I'd say. In a real world, you're never going to get a perfect product, which is probably why I shouldn't look at movies that way. 
You know, right? As what, perfect. like perfect products? Not well, a perfect you product, also but never like, really know what somebody intended at the beginning and what you're actually going to end up with when there's so many, 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 many other people involved. Favorite you know? TV shows? Anybody watching right now have any favorite TV shows? We're talking favorite TV shows. We're talking Dexter. Uh, We're talking Fight Back CBD. Fight Back CBD as well. Um, you know, favorite TV shows. We were talking about how, like, some of them don't always end on a strong note, but they're still, like, our favorites. Dexter, for both of us, I think. I mean, I it's Dexter. a fucking tight number two. And storyline-wise, as far as first season to final season, how did it play out? Story arc, how crazy. It's so good. I mean, it's so tight. Yeah, there's not much to complain about. And again, I'm looking deep. Behind the and I love Dexter and how it ended. I'm not mad at it. I just think the Deb aspect was weird, and it could have been. I mean, it was necessary though. Like, what else? What? How would you have changed it? You don't. You know, he doesn't. Maybe he gets caught. I don't know. That's just it. You. I like that he didn't get caught because it's Dexter, and I like Dexter, and I think that's a. I think that's how they gave it to him. Nobody's ever been. That's how they gave him his. And that's why I like it. And that's why I like it. Of course, he's never going to get caught. He's Dexter. With that type of hero or with that type of character, it's hard to give him the happy ending or give him the tragic ending. You, you, and if you don't want to give them either, what do you do? You leave it on like a cliffhanger, and like that's where people think that like it's cheesy. You're made amends. Yeah, because you didn't just make a choice. You didn't just pick or choose. You didn't. You didn't. Just stick point, to the script and, and like say, "Hey, point, he dies. That's just it." Sorry, the guys that didn't want him to die, but I mean, hey, at man, that he point, went out on the shield. It's like you know, whatever punishment and whatever he's telling himself is worse than whatever like the police can do. And I think that's the same with Walt in Breaking Bad. Like, he doesn't care if he gets arrested. I don't think he like at that point he's like, "It's over. Like, it's over. My family's gone. Like, everything I worked for." fuck it i mean i ran my course i did my thing i'm gonna get caught it is what it is nothing they say or do is gonna phase me i've fucking shot all these people killed all these people i've seen real legit torture it's not like i think you reach a point when you're a criminal (laughs) where like certain shit doesn't phase you anymore and you know what it is you get what you it, that was like the last song in Breaking Bad was like, well, I guess what I I got what I had coming, you know, yeah, but- and that's what Walt knows. So that's why he's like, fucking fuck it, here I am. It's all good, and it's that's like why they make I, their I, resolutions I, and they they just it ran its course. It immediately went into my top ten. Surrender. It could make its way up even further, but yeah, it's it's, it's definitely in in my, in my top ten. I loved it. I'll we'll have to watch show. the movie one of these days. Yeah, El Camino. Yeah. And then uh, Better Call Sal. I thought that was a great Better aspect. You know, I, I uh, first when I heard that Breaking Bad was getting a spinoff after only five seasons, I was like, man. And here's another thing that bugged me. Breaking Bad came out right along the time that Walking Dead, Game of Thrones. Uh, I never watched Sons Walking of Dead. Anarchy. I did. I watched the first seven seasons of it. Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> yeah, so many seasons. Yeah. How yeah. many times can you fucking just shoot a zombie in the fucking face though, and like hide? See, it wasn't just about that, so. and then it became just about that, and that's when you realize, okay, I, I maybe got to season five. When did it start? Two thousand ten. I made it to about two thousand. I think it was 16? still going when did on. We when start we dating. Yeah, we, yeah, we first started we, dating. I watched a couple of them. No, you stopped kind of watching it when we got together. Yeah. Because yeah. I never watched it, so <clears> you. Yeah. I don't think he watched it much longer. Um, and that was right when they were about to encounter like the same group a second time, and I was like, ah, okay. 
but they all came out like right around the first right around the same time and that's like they were big shows like TV at that time was smashing because you had great great shows to watch I didn't choose to watch Breaking Bad or Sons of Anarchy but uh, Sons of Anarchy had a spinoff called The Mayans which Roger started Mm -hmm. watching so like I watched that and I was like okay this isn't too bad but I don't know if I would have been into like a motorcycle show yeah, and then Breaking Bad, I was like, hmm. and even watching it, I was like reluctant. Like the first season, I was like, all right, I get it, I get why people liked it, but is it grabbing me? No. Am I super into it and like super hyped on it? No. But then by the end of the second season, I was like, fuck, what would I do if I was Walter White? Like, I'm, hmm. <laughs> fuck, man, got cancer. You just want to make some money for your I fucking family. I, was, I don't. I was into Breaking Bad. I think I liked. I liked that they. It seemed like they really were like Walter, you know, like they took their time. They were methodical. They like did it right and made it a show that was technically, technically perfect, you know, to where it was like, you know, all the character development was there. All the like changes were there. I do feel like. I do feel like production been, wise, pretty flawless too. No weird like character changes or like. I feel like there probably changes. could have been. I don't know. Okay, so I think with shows, there's either in movies and media and archetypes. If we're going to talk about that, there's there are characters that are that like stay the same. Their qualities are like they are who they are. And then there's character development where somebody changes over time. So in Breaking Bad, like we can talk about Jesse. Jesse, the whole time we've known that Jesse's not a murderer. He says it himself. He's like, he's not going to kill somebody. He doesn't want to do it. He, the entire time, he never changes. Like, he, that is a core belief to Jesse, right? But that being said, it's not like over time you see Jesse really change all that much. He's, it's kind of the entire series. He is just, he's just kind of getting a little older and goes through a little bit different experiences, but he still has like girlfriends that, you know, they, he's still upset. He's still crying all the time. He's still not just murdering people and feeling okay about it. Where Walt goes from like, you know, kind of timid, you know, whatever he does, what he does, he's confident. He's just his fucking like chemistry teacher. And over time, he's just like, it seemed like in different points he was like he would just turn on his like Heisenberg right where he was like shooting people or getting cray. I don't know. The character development was kind of weird. Skylar, I feel like had the most to be honest. Where I feel like she changed the most over the season. Where at first she's just like nice and like whatever. It took a long time for her fucking switch to burn out and flip it to be like someone who was just upset. And like mad and vindictive, she's the one at the beginning where you think she's just like a Karen kind of, where she'll just like kind of get what she wants. And like towards the end, yeah, she still can do that, but she's sad. <laughs> she she changed. Jesse didn't change. Walt kind of went on this roller coaster. Hank never changed. He was always just like DEA, getting work done, whatever. Sure, he went through his like depression thing, but it was just because he couldn't do what he wanted to do. Marie never changed. You know what's crazy is we were so we're and we just watched Breaking Bad for anybody that's just like just catching up. We just watched Breaking, Bad, just finished it tonight. Uh, there's a scene. Uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> where it's been seven yeah, years, no, I right. think we can uh, just talk about it. People fucking complain. Uh, so there's a scene where 
Walt has come back to town and uh, he's like fucking making his runs and doing his final mission and <laughs> hitting his checkpoints and talking to who he needs to talk to and there's several different points in the final episode where they would almost intentionally divert your attention to like a specific part of the scene a specific part of the frame and then another part of the frame would move or come into contact or like come into focus or shift and it just brought this whole different element of surprise to the show that I wasn't aware of at any other point in the show unless you can think of one but why didn't they use those effects and the two that I'm talking about is when Todd shows up to meet his connect and Walter's sitting in the diner and you see the guy walk in and go over and sit at the table and it's just kind of like a far shot and you watch him walk in and he sits down I had to rewatch it yeah and then Todd Walter sits moves. next to Lydia in the cafe yep and Walter and Walter's moves. sitting at like the counter but you don't realize it yet because it's yeah. not bald Walter it's like overgrown dying Walter right we don't recognize him because he's, he's a different dirty. Walter yeah and like you see them walking or you see them sitting down and the patrons of the restaurant and like at first glance you know that there's someone sitting in the seat Walter's sitting at you know that there's someone there but you don't pay attention to him because you're paying attention to Todd walking up to Lydia and then Walter shifts in his seat because he's listening to them and he like moves and you're like, holy fuck, you realize that Walter's now in the diner with them. And he's he's a wanted criminal at this point. Like, right. He's, he's all over the out news, and about in the public. has fucking changed his identity and been, like, stowed away in Alaska or Michigan somewhere in, like, the New fucking Hampshire. New Hampshire and the barren winter. Like, and so, and he's sitting in a fucking diner, playing his day. And then that's the, how a lot of criminals are. Yeah, right. And then the other scene was when... Uh, Marie calls Skylar to Warner, mm-hmm. and all you see is Skylar sitting in her new apartment kitchen, and there's like this dividing partition that like is yeah this beam that's like separating the living room and the kitchen, but then there's like two openings on either side of the beam for you to walk freely in and out of the kitchen and the living room, right. and you see fucking Skylar on the Skylar phone. on the phone talking to Marie and. While she was talking, I'm like, man, she's quiet. She's smoking indoors. Becca made a comment about who smokes indoors anymore. (laughs) And, like, she's like, yeah, no. And she's just quiet. And I got a flashback of when me and my mom lived in an apartment. Me and my mom lived in an apartment when I was, like, five years old in San Diego. And it was some dark times. My mom got her car repoed. Our electricity got shut off a couple times. Like, I remember, like, that the first time being like, oh, fuck. Me and my mom are struggling. It was right before her and my dad got back together. And for, like, a second, I was like, fuck. That's the we're down and out. Just went from a three-bedroom house to a probably one- or two-bedroom apartment having a fucking baby Mm-hmm. You know, family. I fucking did. Oh well, yeah, the baby was. I did that as an too. as an adult. Mm-hmm. Fucking, you know, and so I understand that uncomfortable, dark low that people can get in in those particular situations. So when she was on the phone talking to Marie, I was like, man, her voice is like very. Her voice is a voice of depression right now. I've been picking up on like acting and emotions. And my two favorite, my favorite movie of last year was probably Midsummer. <coughs> and the piece in Midsummer that really sticks out to me, and the piece in um, Hereditary, which was 
the other movie directed by the same gentleman that sticks out to me are those screams and the cries that the mother and the daughter do in the beginning of both films. Mm-hmm. And they're agonizing, they painful screams. The mother's crying because both her s- mother and daughter died within like the same week, right? In hereditary? <coughs> yeah, it starts off with her mom dying and she's super depressed and then the son goes to a party and takes his sister, the daughter right. dies, and then she's fucking really yeah. fucking losing it. Wrecked. Wrecked. Tony, what's her name? Oh God! Just yeah, whatever. Bawling her eyes out, and it's just the most painful grieving you've ever heard. These actresses are amazing, and then in Midsummer, this girl's family is murdered by her sister, who's suicidal. Fucking gas her whole family, and she is just whining and fucking grieving, and it's some real shit. Mm-hmm. Um, my sister just sent me a new logo. So. I can see it. It's on that screen up there. Yeah. Um, and so I paid attention to that. And so I was paying attention to just Skylar's emotion, emotions in this particular scene. And it's like, Hey, Walt's back in town. He could be out to get me. He could be out to get you. He could be out to get Walter Jr. Uh, cops are watching you. Cops are watching me. Yada, yada. Be safe. Uh, what can we do? He's not going to hurt you. I guarantee you they'll get him just like, She's so adamant that the cops are going to get Walter and that Skyler is going to be protected and Skyler doesn't need to worry. And Skyler's got no emotion, no reaction to it. She's just numb and like despondent and yeah, and just real low, smoking her cigarette, quiet. And I was like, man, that's emotion. That's you're in a dark place. (laughs) You don't have anywhere to go. You're probably working a shitty nine to five job trying to support your two kids. Don't have your money, you fucking... She's Yeah, pissed. you cheated. Yeah, and you're in a down-and-out spot. She hangs the phone up, and she just sits there, takes, like, another drag off her cigarette, and then says five minutes. And you realize that the pillar in the middle of this room is in place to block Walter from view. But Walter's actually in the kitchen with her, and they're about to have a conversation. And to, I was like... Beautiful. A second one. I was like, I think you reacted first, actually. You were like, like, dang. "Dang." Yeah, you were like, dang, that was smooth. And in my head, I was like, that was fucking perfect. That was the way they angled it. He was, you didn't see him. The camera didn't fucking move. It went from Skylar in that position to Marie talking in her house to Skylar in that position to Marie talking in in her house. She hangs the phone up. You know Walter's and now you, in the house. And you know Skylar was on the phone with Marie just staring at Walt the whole time. Not giving it up. Right. Not fucking panicked. Because of course No not. emotion inflection. You initially I'm... think it's because that she's down and out and like in a low, right? But well, then she you realize probably is. But, but then uh, you also she, realize... She it's... also still loves Walt to some degree or like, you know, it's her life and she's going to... You she know. cared about being like morally good. She was a good. Oh, she, she's a lawful good. Yeah, exactly. A lawful. She's good a character. lawful, chaotic yep. good. Yep. <laughs> she's yeah. probably a chaotic good. Yeah. And Walt was just there, and you know she was, you know, gonna give him. If he was there, she's gonna be like, "All right, well, what the fuck are you here for? That's why, you know, I'll give you five minutes." Yeah. He she knew he put himself on the line to be there and she does know that he did all that shit kind of for them sort of. So she wasn't too upset. I mean, she was very upset. It was nice that she let him, you know, give Holly a little pat on the head. 
Yeah, I mean... And, and she cried that one little tear that was like, wow, we could have had just like a totally normal life and not cared about money. However, Walt's cancer is like a thing. But. That's what I also thought was beautiful about the ending is he did enjoy it. And you finally do learn that. The Heisenberg was his and Hyde. He's like, I did it for me. His, that's his Mr. Hyde to his Dr. Jekyll. Like, he, that was the... Sure. You know, and so you were talking about like the Jesse never wanting to kill anybody. I think what that was is that was a... A bad teacher and a misled student. Like, that was the... I think that's that... Two roles that they had, right? Like, you mentioned Jesse never wanting to kill anybody. Jesse was a poser. Like, that was what Jesse was at the beginning of that film. He was a poser. He was someone that didn't sell real drugs. He was someone that didn't get respect. He didn't fight. He He didn't stand up for himself. easy to manipulate. Easy to manipulate because he was trying to fit in. And he was weak. Yeah, and he was emotional. He was a fucking little uh, poser punk kid right mm-hmm. and then you get they didn't pay attention not because he was excelling in other areas or the cool kid no he didn't pay attention because he wanted to probably fit in mm-hmm. and because that's what the cool kids did right and he didn't make it as a cool kid or as like a non-cool kid now he's just a loser he's a poser trying to fucking sell drugs and do smoke his shit weed and-, and smoke weed and be cool when he's not right and so that finally meets Walter, who is like this intellectual, smart, hey, I was, I was a successful person, right? Like, definitely lived a different life than Jesse and has like that altruistic path that Jesse could follow. But then you get this fucking Mr. Hyde personality. And it's like, you get when Jesse's supposed to learn, right? When she gets crazy and hectic and, hey, this is how we get out of this situation. Mm-hmm. Possibly cleanly. Possibly without any blood on our hands. Possibly without any legal trouble. Despite the fact that we're doing illegal activity constantly anyways. But, like, did they need to fucking blow up Tuco in his fucking home spot? Did did Maybe. Heisenberg need to come out? No. Did Heisenberg need to come out in these situations? No. And that's when it's like, hey, Jesse, you could be smart and like get yourself through, through situations. He could have left so many logic times. And, and he, doing had, this. he had all the money and nothing holding him back, but he just waited around. That, I think, is because of the... He, you know, he, he probably just didn't have direction. Exactly. And he wasn't going to get it from his parents. His parents didn't want yeah. anything to do with him because he was a druggie, right? And so he oh, was getting... Oh, guess who's watching? Who's watching? John is in the house, dude. I was just talking what about up? our favorite TV shows, John. Drop us some of your favorite TV shows. But yeah, that was another one, too. I think that that was a, an interesting dynamic is you had the misguided kid his whole life that had the opportunity to finally fall in line with someone that was successful and knew what they were talking about only to be misguided even worse because that person was finally being misguided by apparently the love of making meth and the danger and the excitement. I feel like because, I mean, you talk about like cinematography and then like the actors and how they do this thing and I think about like the saying when somebody tells you who they are listen right i think the school of thought that i come from when i watch and try to understand media is okay all like the symbolism shit sure like what colors are they using who's in here how are they doing this you know like how are they actually conveying this message what's the the subtext they're trying to say but also when i know enough about like foreshadowing and you know i i get like the construct of creating a script and being like, oh, you know, at the beginning when they give you this little detail of like, a, you know, there's a lighter on the t- 
table and it's like, okay, well, they're not going to show something that doesn't mean anything, you know, like everything means something when you're making these choices and trying to tell a story. And at the end, when someone grabs that same lighter and they like light the house on fire, it's like, well, yeah, they are. That's why it doesn't feel like it comes out of nowhere and we're confused. It's like, oh, we're putting all the pieces together. Oh my God, it was there the whole time. If the movie's written that way though, but there's some parts in movies that don't ever have any relevance to like the plot but they're still in I there feel like and they're like easter eggs and you find them out later as like a fan I think, or something i think the easter eggs are there i think there are a lot of fucking easter eggs and i feel like um i forgot where i was going <laughs> <laughs> you were talking about uh how oh 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 people will tell you what they are scenery. right 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 it's not so just subtle it's, it's like or in it's the subtle script. but it's meant to be it's meant to be there purposefully with so, intention okay in books in TV show scripts, in movie scripts, in things like that, when one character is talking about another character and they're like, Jesse's weak. He's, you know, just so emotional. It's like, that is, that is him telling the audience, like, how we, we should, should perceive, perceive Jesse. Right. That's how else are they going to show that Jesse's weak and emotional? Is like, okay, actually showing Jesse cry. Okay. Yeah, we get it. And then by them, like, saying Jesse's emotional, it's like, okay, yeah, yep, solidified. That is the truth of his character. Right. That's how we understand who he is. Okay. So when you're watching TV or, like, watching movies or reading books or whatever, when somebody is telling, when one character is talking about another character, that's really when you need to lean in and be like, okay, well, who, what is this character about? You can track them. When I was in high school, we... I don't know. I feel like it was for the book, like the Odyssey or something, or the Iliad, whichever one we read. I I didn't read either of them, to be honest, but (laughs) we were supposed to, and we were supposed to keep a um, character journal because there were so many characters in the Odyssey. We were supposed to have like a page or two or whatever, and be like this character, and we were supposed to write write down quotes of like what other characters said about this character like do they have black eyes you know fucking are they nice are Mm -hmm. they fucking douchebags or whatever and that's how we were supposed to be able to like reference throughout the book and even though i never actually did that as a project that's what i learned in my head is like is a strategy to understand context and stories Mm -hmm. and so that's how that's one of the ways that i look at like breaking bad where it's like okay well do i want to understand jesse more what do other characters say about jesse he's just some no good punk he's Mm -hmm. fucking emo and sad he's a poser a poser he's loyal whatever that's how you learn about like the characters and so that's how i can gauge whether one character is developing and changing over time or not so fun facts that's how you can do things i agree with you um you know and i think that that comes down to like the writing and the director right and like that whole creative process uh you only want scene what is intended to be seen. But I don't think that they intentionally make things visible all the time, right? And, like... I don't think... I think they do. There's someone there making a choice oh, every step well, of the way. Right, 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 right. To be like, how are we going to frame this? Are we going to frame in on But I don't think it's right necessarily... And then zoom in here? Yeah. Are okay, we going to, like... How are we going to do it? We're... What? Splitting hairs here. Because you're right, yeah, in that kind of scene. Obviously, that was intentional, yeah. What I'm saying is, 
when a director or a writer or somebody chooses to put something in a scene specifically visually it's not always in the forefront it's not always highlighted it's not always made apparent to the audience sometimes you don't pick up on it until after you rewatch the film or somebody goes oh hey did you notice this did you notice that a good example is like uh, Inception in the dreams when he's the times when he's dreaming his wedding ring, wedding ring is on times when he's not dreaming it's off that's intentional right but you mm-hmm. don't see his hand in front of you every scene when he's dreaming and every scene when he's not so you intentionally pick up on the fact that he's got a ring on or he doesn't when he's dreaming and he's not so you don't pick up on that fact and then at the end of the movie realize what is actually happening right it's up to the people to go hey in that scene it's on and that scene it's not in that scene it's on and that scene it's not and you pick it up yes the director knows hey we're filming this scene remember take your ring off but it's not apparent to every audience member but that's at the like same time. the art of cinema yeah right. and they are right. still making the choice and, that's and they are still doing hairs. it i don't think we're arguing they're still doing it i don't think we're arguing yeah i don't, I don't think we're debating oh, on okay. what's right or wrong that's why i'm saying i think we're splitting hairs i don't think we're necessarily uh, yeah because you haven't said anything that i've disagreed with at all all right so Anyway, we're really going there. <laughs> What's next? Disag- I don't know. I don't know where we're going with that. I wasn't necessarily disagreeing with Fiveback CBD. Yeah, Fiveback CBD, 20%. Use the code Promo code Chaos. Um, or Rogan, maybe. I don't think Rogan you works, can try to be honest. It. I was you trying to get try. John to tell me his favorite fucking movies and TV shows. He I feel didn't, like John so. probably stopped watching. He doesn't care anymore. That's fine, John. Whatever. Whatever, dog. Whatever, dog. We have been in this an hour and a half. So? And I'm still just as tired. We have a Snickers bar left. We have a Snickers bar. Are we going to eat the Snickers bar on air? If you want to, you got to go grab it, though. All right, I'll get it. You guys are about to witness something that <coughs> has not been done before. At least on my podcast, it hasn't. I'm going to put this top secret over here. How's everybody's 420? Did everybody have a good 420? I sure hope so. I did. We were supposed to do a podcast, and we fell asleep. Brian has an addiction to Snickers ice cream bars, and he forces me to buy them. And then he also forces me to eat half of them with him every time he gets one, to which I joyfully agree and do. Yeah, it's about to happen. It's going down. Oh, shh. No, no. I think I broke it in half. That's fine. I did. That's got to be the most annoying sound of all time. Sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah. Why are you eating over there? I mean it off camera. Why? Fuck, they're so good. For anybody who hasn't ever had a Snickers ice cream bar. <laughs> so, listen. Hear me out. What? We have been disciplined. Me and Becca have been doing park workouts. He's lying. We have not. Never mind. Okay, sorry. Go no, on. No, it's fine. Pretend. We haven't been disciplined. You're right. In a perfect world, we were disciplined. In that world, as disciplined people, we were doing... Have we not been? I mean, at least not the last four days, and that's as far back as my memory goes. 
You haven't. I worked out three of those last four days. Okay, so let me... You're right, you're right, you're right. Let me go back and correct that. I have been productive the last four days. I went and did Top Secret Jiu-Jitsu and worked out several days. Uh, it was so my birthday, so I didn't Yesterday, I felt bad about being lazy. And I feel like today was a good restart day for that. It got me realigned. I went back into work because I had four days off. It was her birthday. You know... I felt like fuck. I had a good. I had a good couple of days off, where I don't have to worry about a whole lot. Even though I was still productive, I wasn't lazy. Unlike some other ones, but I was pretty fucking lazy. I and felt I recharged. I felt recharged today, and I felt good. And the Snickers bar is making me feel bad, but it is goddamn delicious. If you've never had one, eat on the fucking camera. Shout out Snickers Bar Ice Cream. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's good shit. You guys like that? <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm glad we did this. <laughs> Alright. And we're down to like zero viewers. <clears throat> <laughs> They're like, ew. Brand eating ice cream. Oh, yeah. I was also thankful to be off on 420. On 42020. <laughs> <coughs> Alright, Kelly. Thanks for... Thanks for being our number one fan. Time. Appreciate this, your top uh, fan. This episode. <laughs> I wish I could have answered my door when you were here. I apologize for taking a nap. I was like, food coming. Are we out? I don't know. We have some cheesecake to eat. And could you? I think we're out. Love you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Appreciate you as always. CommonChaos.net for the podcast, for the Instagram, for the uh, Twitter. It's at the Common Chaos. Again, CommonChaos.net. We got TiredGirlsClub.com for Kel. the Tired Girls Club podcast. Kel, Kel, the engagement story is at the beginning of this episode. So if once we stop and you start rewatching, you can hear it again, or I can just like tell you at some point as well. But it's like. Text her. She'll text you. Or I'll text it's literally you. right now. You can text her. Yeah, I can text you. You can re-say it now if you want. Do you want to re-say it? You can re-say All it. All right, so Brian and I got engaged. Do you want to see my ring? Whoever's here, you got three viewers. Here it is. Three new viewers that just came in. Relax. Sure. I got a ring on it. Um, <laughs> Kelly said she got it. Well... So, Brian was like, it was like one of the No, mornings. she's telling you now, Kelly. <clears throat> she said goodnight, but. Well, I'll tell you. I'll t- I'll t- whoever's here, whoever wants to know, I'll tell it again. <coughs> so, it was my birthday, April 18th. It was Saturday. It felt good. It was warm outside. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's a joke. It felt good. It was warm outside. <laughs> Um, I did my live stream, which you can still find on my Facebook. And then, um, Brian and I did a little live stream with our friends during which he said later that he thought about doing it while live streaming, but he did not. So we got off the live stream. It was like one, one or one thirty in the morning and we were getting ready to go to bed. And we shared this really nice, loving embrace 
Would you agree? It was really great. Yeah. It was a sweet hug. We also try to hug for like a good 15 seconds every day. We don't always do. We're not perfect. We don't get it every time. Oh, yeah. We don't always get it. But like we do that try to, hug. we had to try to have a nice, meaningful embrace. It's a slow hug. It's purposeful. It's meant and, to feel. And this was definitely one of those like feel good hugs. And he was like, can I give you your last gift? And I was like, I mean, yeah. And that's when I knew what was happening. And then... She cried. Brian was like, okay, you have to close your eyes. And I said, okay. And Brian was kind of drunk. And... (laughs) It's true. And so I had my eyes closed. And then when I opened my eyes, there was Brian down on one knee, ring out. And I started crying immediately. And we're going to have to tell the story about a thousand more times, just so you know. This is how that how it goes. And so Brian had the ring out and asked me if I'd marry him. And I just started crying. And I said yes. And I told him it was perfect. And um, then we went to bed. What was that face for? Um... What? Fourth time we've heard this story on the podcast alone. <laughs> I feel like we're going to be telling it for a while. And Kelly's clapping. Thank you, Kelly. I appreciate Thanks, you. Kel. Yeah, that's how it happened. We appreciate you it guys. It wasn't any and like giant, crazy, grandiose gesture. There's no pictures of okay. it or anything. It was just sweet, short and sweet. And We were supposed to be in, in California. Room. I was going to do that's it okay. in California. I mean, but I don't even care. I'm happy with there was a. Happened. There was a... I explained the struggle of getting the ring earlier in the episode, and it's it was a struggle. It was going to happen in California, and that didn't happen, so I had to do it. I had to that's okay. Pop it. The birthday, I also questioned if what I wanted to do it on your birthday or not, but I don't think that's that tacky. Either. It wasn't. It technically was not on my birthday because it was, it was already it was like the one in the morning. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a good one. It was sweet. I'm happy with it. I can. I wouldn't ask for anything else. Isn't I mean, I'm not one of those people that have like dreamt about my engagement and how I would be proposed to. That's not like important to me. In the middle of the quarantine, you know? Yeah, it's it's the middle of quarantine. We're in love. It was in our bedroom where we are in love most of the time. So, there we go. That was it. Love you guys. Thank you for listening. Love if you, you guys. Have more questions or appreciate wanna, you guys. You want a picture of my ring? I'll send you one. I've been taking like boomerangs and pictures and stuff that are now just in my iPhone 11 Pro. <laughs> Flex. My back CBD. <laughs> okay. Twenty percent off promo code chaos. All right. Bye. <laughs>